Welcome to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson. Kirsten and her guests are here to help you stop struggling with your own self-acceptance and teach you how to love yourself unconditionally. Now, here's Kirsten. Welcome to Freedom for Humans, where we talk about the ways that we as humans can free ourselves from suffering by practicing unconditional love, acceptance, and compassion for ourselves. I'm Kirsten Johansson, your host. And I thought I would try a little experiment. Um, So this is um, tentatively called The Morning Show. And um, I've mentioned on the show a number of times that I have what I have nicknamed Morning Doom. (laughs) I've considered changing the name um, of that because sometimes the way we refer to something actually conjures it into existence. Um, but I keep coming back to the same thing, which is that that's really the best description of it, actually. So I'm not going to change the name just yet, because what I'm really more interested in doing is understanding, understanding it, understanding the process of it. And as much as we're supposed to, you know, part of the practice is to let go of outcome. I'm just going to say, I would like to have a different experience in the morning. And I would like to have a different experience in the morning because the morning is what contributes to at least the first part of my day or the way I view my day or the way I view myself or the way I talk to myself or the way that I put my tasks together and match them with my life purposes so that I can be living my life purpose choices. And so, you know, I, it goes up and down, but, um, typically it's always present. It's always present. And I've mentioned before that, um, you know, while it is sometimes helpful to investigate and understand where something comes from, I'm finding that I re what I really want to do is change. I, I really would like to make a change. And so if in the course of making this change, I conduct some of investigations and I find some things out, um, that will be wonderful. But um, based on this morning, which was particularly doomful, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm tired of this. And sometimes for me, it does come down to, I have to really just be tired enough. I have to be done enough to really do something different. Um, so one of the things that I did this morning, um, late morning, because I did not get a very quick and lively start to my day. Uh, you know, not good, not bad. That's just the, the truth of it is that I, I was pretty inert, um, for a little while today, which was a reflection of just that sort of doomed feeling that I sometimes have when I wake up and I was thinking about what I needed to do today or what I wanted to do today, which is a better, really a better way to uh, frame it. And one of the things that I wanted to do was take a walk. I I do that regularly and I hadn't done it for a while and it was raining this morning and I looked out and looked at the weather forecast and I saw that that rain was going to, not that the rain is really that big of a bother. You just get a little bit wet. No problem. Uh, we are human and we dry. Um but I, I looked and thought that the uh, weather was going to clear up a bit. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to save that. I'm not going to say, go into the office, start writing your book or start doing some of the other things on your list. I thought, you know, I need a, I need to clear my head. I need to move my body. It had been maybe a couple of days. I can't remember. I don't keep uh, track 
so much of, you know, when I walk or when I do yoga, I just sort of listen to my body and my mind. And um, I know I, I know I took a day off yesterday and watched the, uh, the last day of the U.S. Open with my mom. Uh, so I didn't move around very much. So anyway, uh, I went for my walk and on the walk, I typically listen to something, um, you know, inspirational, informational, educational, or sometimes depending upon the, the mood that I'm in or what I need, I'll listen to music. And today I, I definitely needed some more directive inspiration, if that makes sense. Sometimes music is a, just a great way to completely change your brain chemistry and your body chemistry. But today I'd needed something more direct. And I went back to one of my favorites, um, Eric Maisel. He's just a, a very helpful, he's a very helpful person. Um, I find his writing helpful and I find it to be packed, just packed um, with all kinds of, of interesting ideas for how to shift, not just my thinking, but also my doing. Um, and so I listened again. I've, I've already listened to one of his books is called the power of daily practice. And I thought, well, that's really what is, um, contributing. I believe, um, again, this is part of the, um, investigative part of, of the work, but that is contributing, I believe to the doom, uh, which is that I don't, I don't right now have a, a particularly tight, um, daily practice or group of daily practices. And as someone who comes from a life of structure, uh, structure and discipline and practice and, and hard work and, you know, taking care of everything that needs to be taken care of first and kind of putting my own needs, if you will, um, to the end. This last couple of years of not working a regular job and, instead working on creative work and building a business, I do have a very fluid sort of free flowing style. Um, so when I changed my life um, and I left that, you know, much of that old life behind, I really just allowed myself to be different. And while that has been wonderful, I'm finding that I, I need to check in and ask myself sometimes what is working for you and what is not necessarily working for you? Because sometimes something feels good or it feels like it feels good when it's happening. Like in my case, we'll just, we'll just call it what it is sitting around in the morning and listen, I can sit around. I am a good sitter arounder. I always have been. And I, and I, I don't mind it. Uh, I actually rather enjoy it. So some amount of sitting around is important for me because um, it's kind of part of my natural flow is to just sort of uh, be, you know, quiet and, and peaceful and, and to sit and to not always be doing. But when I check in with myself about this, uh, I'm finding that there's a little bit more of that than actually feeds my need for it. So it's become some days, not all days, but some days it becomes outsized. And when it becomes outsized, like anything, um, because I, I would definitely put it into a, an anesthesia behavior category for sure. Um, it is something I go to when I need anesthesia, when I need some numbing, uh, going to a sort of a quiet inertia 
um, does sometimes do that for me. But then when it becomes outsized, it impacts a lot of things ultimately, right? Like anything that becomes outsized um, can create suffering. And so there's something about what is going on in the beginning of my day and most particularly what goes on in the morning that's creating some suffering for me because I find myself fighting it, which I know gives it energy, um, pushing it away, um, you know, maybe listening to a podcast. That's what I did this morning. I woke up very early, uh, much earlier than I wanted to be awake some, in the 5, in the 5 a.m. range. And um, this is going to sound recriminating, which I don't, I don't mean it really that way. I mean it more as a reflection because whatever we choose, whatever we choose, recriminating ourselves, criticizing ourselves, um, having regret over it. It doesn't help us. It's fine to look back and say, well, okay, I think I would choose something different uh, going forward. And this is why I would choose something different. So I woke up at five something and looked and saw that it was five something and rejected it, (laughs) rejected it. No, no, I don't want to be awake at five something. I want to be asleep. I would feel so much better if I just went back to sleep. Maybe if I use a little bit of cannabis, maybe if I listen to this podcast and put on my headphones, maybe if I throw this quilt over my head and create a little cocoon, I did all those things. Yep. I did all those things. Did I go back to sleep? No, I did not. Did I feel better? No, I did not. (laughs) Those approaches actually added to my anxiety. Um, and they added to my doom, uh, actually for the day. And so, you know, I'm laying there doing these things and they're not working. They're not working. And I keep doing them anyway. Right. So that's, uh, that's part of our human condition. So when I reflect back on that, okay, without any, without any criticism, I think, hmm. So one of your daily practices that you've identified that is important to you. It's tied to your purpose. It's tied to future income. It's tied to, you know, your ability to um, reach people with these ideas that you have about how we can live um, really more joyful, freer lives. Um, and that is to write your book. And I could have very easily gotten up and grabbed my laptop and even just took it back in and sat in bed and tippity tapped away, you know, for an hour or two or three, even because by the time I got up, you know, I'd been laying there for a couple hours, basically feeling crappy, feeling crappy and doomed and, and having all that stuff come into my mind about, you know, ugh, just unhelpful stuff, unhelpful things that the inner critic says to me, um, it opens the door for self-hate, the the anxiety that I tend to feel in the morning, um, you know, anxiety is fierce foot soldier. And, and so it, it cues when I lay there like that and wish, wish it to be different, wish not to be awake, wish to be asleep, wish that I didn't have the anxiety, wish that I felt different in the morning. That right there puts me in sort of a defensive uh, position to what is happening. And I also am um, rejecting I'm rejecting uh, life. I'm rejecting being present. I'm, I'm rejecting myself really um, by engaging 
in that. So as I was out on my walk, listening to the power of daily practice, um, you know, I came back and I took a shower to just sort of refresh myself. And I wrote a new list of uh, the, the daily practice activities. And one of the things that I listened to as I got back, I got back from the walk and I sat out on my mom's porch on the bench just for a moment because I wanted to finish what I was listening to because sometimes there's just this perfect little gem in there. And Eric talks about um, in terms of your practices, your daily practices and your purposes, which are ultimately kind of the same thing. You identify your life purpose or a life purpose choice, and then you practice it. Um, there are doings and there are beings. And so sometimes a practice is a doing. And so if I'm writing my book, and um, that's a doing, if I'm meditating, whether, you know, like today, I just said it for three minutes. Um, cause I don't want to shoot too high. I'm a, I'm newer to meditation. I'm, I'm somebody who resists meditation a bit and has never developed a, um, uh, a daily practice. And I'm starting to, uh, it started to, I, mean, I don't know what the word is. Submit. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I'm starting to submit to the fact that, um, you know, what everybody says about it is probably true. And so, um, you know, it, maybe it's a doing. And so meditating is, is a doing and a being in a way. Uh, writing my book is a, is a doing. Um, but as I jotted a few things down and I didn't want to overload it because if you're, if you find that your daily practice or daily practices are either not serving you. So there are things you do, there are things you do every day, but maybe they're not actually serving you that well. Um, and they need to be looked at and adjusted. You might be doing plenty of things and think, well, I'm already doing, I'm already doing so much. I'm already, my day is packed. I'm already, I can't do anymore. I can't. How am I supposed to create a new practice if, if, you know, I'm completely full up here? Well, possibly, um, what you're doing might need to be just looked at, um, uh, cause perhaps some of that's not serving you or it's not connected to your life purpose or your life purpose choices, in which case it can be scooted over um, maybe into another category where we question it and say, hmm, why are we doing that? And what is that connected to? And how does that serve us and support us? And how does that support our life purpose cho- choices? Pardon me. Um, our life purpose choices. And do we want to keep it? Um, or can we eliminate it? Sometimes we don't ask that question to ourselves. Can we stop doing this? Is this thing not really helping us? And can we stop? And if we did stop, how would that feel? And what space would it create? And what could we do with that space? Maybe we don't fill that space. Maybe you're somebody who needs space. And so you don't fill it. Or maybe you're somebody like me who has space um, because that's important to me, but I do need to fill it. I do. I need to fill it with something else. Um, so there's that, but there's also uh, being practices. And so as I jotted things down, um, I jotted down staying present, super important, staying literally present to the life that is happening in the moment. I did try that this morning. Um, I, I practiced it. So let's say this, I practiced it. I don't know that it significantly changed anything for me, but that's sort of beside the point. Uh, because practice is practice and the practice is the point. So I did practice uh, staying present this morning, which 
Um, if you meditate at all, you'll know that you practice and then you get pulled out of the present and then you practice and then you get pulled out of the present. So, um, so that's what I did. And also, um, I wrote down a, a mantra. I love a mantra as, as many of you know, and, uh, he mentioned that, um, you know, that in itself can be very centering and can be connected to breathing. And so I combined that all in my three minutes of meditation. I combined the breathing and I combined the mantra and, you know, there's, there's a number of ways to do it, but he suggested something that I'm familiar with from the past. And that is that you, uh, say something as you breathe in, and then you say something as you breathe out, it can be anything that helps to center you and that is meaningful to you. And I decided you are here. That's what I say when I breathe in, you are here, which is, it sounds, I don't know. I don't know how it sounds, but um, I guess as I say it, it sounds maybe simple or um, like I'm stating the obvious, but it does bring me back to the present. And it does remind me that I'm here right now. And that whatever it is that I'm thinking about in my head, whatever, part of the past or whatever part of the future, worry about the future or manifestation of the future, or just some little movie I'm making. Cause that's what happens to me I'm going along. And then all of a sudden I'm making a movie in my mind, whatever I'm doing up there is not actually being in the present. Um, and so when I say I am here, I do mean I'm here in the present, but I also mean I'm here. I'm here on earth. I'm here in the world. Um, this is what I'm doing. And I am here to live my purpose, truly. Because if I take that away, and I say, well, hmm, I'm here. And I take away, practice your purpose. I can love myself. That's super important. But I'm just going to say it's not enough for me. Not enough for me. I, I need to be, I need to understand my purpose. And I need to be practicing my purpose. Um, and I need to be loving myself, which for me is a foundational element um, that frees me to practice that purpose. Because in practicing your purpose, there is some, ultimately some, I don't know if I'd call it risk exactly, but kind of, I mean, you have to put yourself out there to some degree and take some risks and um, do do some things and also practice your being. So that when you're doing, um, you're able to really show up for it. So I also decided on that walk while I was uh, listening for inspiration and moving my body and getting fresh air that I would do this experiment to see um, if I could record each morning, basically, and create a morning show um, as I worked on this morning practice. So uh, if you're hearing it, then we're going to figure that it turned out well enough for me to go ahead and release it to you. Um, and so that's it for today. It's it, I'm recording on Monday, Juneteenth. Uh, so I just want to say happy Juneteenth to all of um, my BIPOC uh, compatriots out there. I'm, I'm super happy that this holiday is finally uh, being acknowledged and that people who maybe didn't know what it is are learning what it is. Um and uh, I will plan to check in tomorrow and tell you how my morning went, what was different about it, what I did differently in terms of my doing and my being. All right. So today is Tuesday, June 20th. It's day two 
of my, uh, my morning practice experiment and creating this morning show for you. Um, and I realized that yesterday when I started, I forgot to finish my mantra. I was telling you about my mantra and I, I got stuck in the, um, in the first part of it, which is you are here. And I forgot to add practice your purpose. So when I breathe in, you are here. When I breathe out, practice your purpose. And those two things are meaningful to me. I went in a lot uh, already to the you are here part. Um, but in terms of practicing your purpose, um, you know, as I've been reading and listening and gathering and all the things that I do in order to uh, move forward with these practices and uh, philosophies and the ability to convey them, I've become more and more attuned. And this is really, again, through reading and listening to other people who work in these areas in various ways that you can connect pretty much anything that you're doing to your purpose or one of your purposes or one of your life purpose choices, if you so choose. And so what I mean by that is, for instance, if I am exercising, if I'm doing yoga or I'm walking, that's very much a part of my purpose. So not only is part of my purpose to care for my body, but those things allow me to show up for my other life purposes. And so if you find yourself doing something, if I find myself doing something that is clearly not attached to any kind of purpose, all that is is an indication um, that I'm maybe doing something that's not very useful or that's not contributing, which is fine. Um, if, if it's fine, it's fine. But if it's not fine, if I don't feel that good or I'm in my head or I have anxiety or I have that, um, that voice yakking at me about how things should be different and I should be different and I should be doing something different, then that is a signal that I can look and see, well, what is it that I'm doing? How is it that I'm spending my time? And as I mentioned, um, it could be a doing and it could be a being. Um, so I'm not somebody that needs to do something all the time, but I am someone who needs to pay attention to my being because my being um, can tend to basically be embattled uh, with itself, with the inner critic and uh, the voice of doubt and, and with self-hate and with fear, all of which are connected to each other. So this morning I woke up at 5.30 again and I didn't resist it. Um, I didn't... Um, cry out, no, I don't want to be awake at 5.30. In fact, that's a pretty normal time for me to wake up and I've gotten core, enough core sleep at that point. Uh, I've been working on my insomnia and ultimately I'm naturally waking up at that time. You know, the birds are chirping uh, outside my window. There's a ton of birds here. And so one of the delights, honestly, is that I wake up to the birds, not to an alarm. And so I woke up again at 5.30 and I accepted it and I didn't wish it to be different. Um, I remembered my meditation. And so after some time, I, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes or so, I thought, okay, let's, um, let's get it together. 
Uh, let's change what we're doing. Let's notice what's happening and change what we're doing. So I moseyed out and turned on the coffee and came back. And while the coffee was brewing, I did my meditation. Again, it was relatively brief, about five minutes, because I'm trying to set myself up for success um, as I'm building a new practice. And I used my breathing. I, I start breathing into my belly almost immediately. If I forget in the morning, I, I definitely uh, tend to have a little bit more difficult time. And so I breathed into my belly almost right away when I was aware that I was awake. And then um, I continued to do that during my meditation. And I practiced my mantra, you are here, practice your purpose. You are here, practice your purpose. Um, and then really, I guess I just want to report that it was a different morning. Um, it was in no way perfect. And I was not free from anxiety and I was not free from doom, but I was also not involved with it in the way that I was yesterday. I wasn't resisting it. I wasn't tangling with it. I wasn't trying to push it away. I was more creating an awareness practice so that I could understand the process of the doom, the process of ultimately what is, I'm guessing, fear, the process of the fear that visits me in the morning. And so I went ahead and you know, did what I knew I probably should give a try um, to see how I would feel. And I also just cultivated that awareness so that I can learn from it. As I was getting ready to come in and start my uh, list of things for the day, which includes my my writing and my, my life purpose choices, uh, my friend called, she calls sometimes on Tuesdays uh, because she commutes. Uh, she has a pretty long commute. She called and, um, you know, that is absolutely a part of my life purpose is to connect with the people that I love. And particularly, you know, I spend a lot of time with my own thoughts, as you probably are picking up from my podcast. And so I do a ton of mind management and self-management so that I can experience life and experience the world and not be caught up in self-hate and, and in the inner critic in one of the ways um, that, you know, is probably best in order to get outside yourself is to pay attention to someone else to truly be present for and to pay attention to someone else. Uh, so of course, you're also going to share about yourself and you're going to, you know, have some of the attention that occurs during that kind of dialogue. But you're also being present for somebody else and hearing about what's going on in their life and what they think and what they're learning. And, you know, this friend um, is on a similar journey. You know, she's seen my journey and um, and I hers. And so, you know, it was wonderful. So I had a wonderful, uh, energizing conversation with my friend. And then I pulled myself together and came in and started my tasks. So, you know, there was probably about a half an hour um, where... Mm, I, I, I very much had the awareness of what was going on and it was not super pleasant. Um, it was uncomfortable, but I'm, I'm uncomfortable pretty much every morning. And so in this case, I was more doing an awareness practice and also just trying something different. Um, and really kind of pushing myself because it's not like I, you know, I'm, I'm, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make logical sense, but we are often pulled toward the things that are most familiar and most comfortable, even when those things 
um, or behaviors or patterns make us feel like crap. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm no different. And so, um, yeah, today I was just uh, cultivating some awareness of those habits and patterns that make me feel like crap and also starting to insert some different choices um, to see uh, what the impact of that was. So, um, and I'm just going to keep working on that and I will um, continue this experiment. And again, if you're hearing it, then it turned out uh, well enough to share with you. You are listening to Freedom for Humans. We're going to take a break and we will be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you tired of overeating, overspending, drinking too much, or being in relationships that drain you? Do you have invasive thoughts that make you feel bad about yourself and your life? Do you keep pushing yourself to the next goal only to find that it doesn't bring you happiness? You don't have to live this way. You can live a life of well-deserved freedom and happiness. Coach Kirsten Johansson is here to guide you. Book your free discovery session today at GiraffeTangoOctopus.com. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You're listening to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans. Have your own story or have questions for Kirsten or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Freedom for Humans. This is Kirsten, your host, and um, I'm continuing uh, with this experiment uh, called The Morning Show, and I'm recording this on uh, Wednesday, the 21st. So it's day three of my morning practice experiment. And um, okay, something kind of big happened today, I believe it was. Um, and that is that I stopped calling it morning doom. It didn't fit anymore. So I'm only three days in. Uh, so it's still very much a new awareness practice. And I did put a couple new things in place that I'm going to tell you about but I, yeah, I found myself this morning when I was talking about uh, talking, when I was thinking about talking to you about it, I found myself uh, referring to it as my morning practices. So there you go. So that's, that's an interesting development. Uh, and you can't see me, but you can probably hear that I'm smiling <laughs> because, you know, I say all the time how much the way we talk to ourselves and the way that we describe things, I say all the time how important that is. That thing just, that was pretty well ingrained and I couldn't quite, um, I couldn't quite let go of that name for it because it so much felt like that. So last night I was sort of, I was sleep thinking, I was pre pre preparing a sleep think, uh, which is where you ask yourself a question before bed and then your brain works on it. While you're asleep because your brain's never actually sleeping. You're sleeping, but your brain is active. And then when you wake up, you ask yourself the question again uh, and you see what you get. And, you know, sometimes you get the answer the next day. Sometimes it takes a few days. Sometimes you have to 
restate the question in a different way. And as I was preparing my sleep think last night, something occurred to me, and that is that I have overcorrected um, in terms of my structure, my structure and my systems uh, thinking and personality, because I was a perfectionist, I was quite structured, very structured. People would describe me as highly disciplined. Um, I had all kinds of processes and systems to make sure that everything got done and that nothing got missed. And there was quite a lot of repetition in those systems. And, you know, the, um, the, the bottom line of that is that it is a highly developed skill set of mine. It's one of my top skill sets, really, uh, structure and system and, and discipline. Now, when I left the perfectionism behind, I, I now am seeing that I overcorrected. I, you know, I started to resist structure and being scheduled and, you know, any kind of procedural repetition or, you know, touching something more than once, like, you know, I just started to kind of go, oh man, I don't want to live that way anymore. I just want to be kind of fluid and I want to be able to listen to my intuition and I want to be able to hear myself and I want to have some creative pursuits, which, you know, before I had, um, I was in business, I, I mostly did uh, business operations and certainly there's room for creativity and art in there. But, but for me, it was very much uh, an analytical pursuit uh, with systems and metrics and uh, measurements and uh, stuff like that. So anywho, as I was uh, pondering last night, I realized, wow, you are leaving one of your main skill sets. You're leaving it on the table because you've overcorrected and you're now resisting it. Uh, There's the resistance again, which um, I'm also working on right now. And so I thought, okay, Well, let's just come back over Uh, anything that's outsized, whether, you know, too, too, too much of anything, anything that's outsized um, tends not to work all that well. So I kind of just came back over toward the middle and I realized that something very simple, I will say when you're, you know, I was working with a client recently and we were just establishing a new practice and I was really, I really kept uh, my suggestions for it very simple and clear and uncomplicated and don't add anything. Even if the, the new practice, the new commitment that you're making seems so tiny, right? The, what often happens is you'll say to yourself, oh, well, that's not enough. I got to add this and this and this, and I really need to do that. And you know, 10 minutes is that that's not enough. I got to do an hour, but then when you add an hour to it, then it's too much and you don't do anything. So instead of doing 10 minutes, you do zero minutes. Uh, so that's kind of sometimes what happens when we set up a goal for a new practice. And I know this. So I, I set up for myself that when I wake up in the morning, I will glance at the time. Sometimes I don't do that. Um, you know, cause I don't want to, I don't want to know or whatever, but in this practice, I glance at the time, um, or have a sense of time. And then I do my, my belly breathing and my mantra, uh, which is fine. I do that all the time. Um, and then if I'm not asleep in within about 10 minutes, if I have not drifted back to sleep within 10 minutes, then that's it. Then I call it. It doesn't matter what time it is. I call it and I get out of bed. And also if I'm flooded with anxiety 
And, you know, I tell the truth about that. There's no chance of going back to sleep at that point. I get out of bed right away. Uh, So that was my new practice and new commitment. And so this morning, um, I woke up twice, uh, once at four something and once at five something. And I did that, what I committed to. um, And I went back to sleep uh, both times, which was lovely. You know, I went back to sleep for a little while. Uh, woke up again, went back to sleep for a little while. And then when my mom left for the gym, uh, you know, I always hear the garage door on 615. Um, I woke up again and, and I, you know, I gave it about 10 minutes, which, uh, is probably something I will adjust. We'll see. I'm probably going to adjust that tomorrow. Um, but I got up and got my coffee and did my meditation and my mantra and planned my day. And as I mentioned, I no longer, um, I no longer felt doomed. And so it didn't even seem appropriate to call it doom. Uh, and so I'm not sure what adjustments I'm going to make tomorrow, if any, because one of the other things about setting up a new practice is to keep it small, uh, keep it bite-sized and incremental and just keep up, just keep up that practice. Don't add anything too soon. Um, and I'm human, so I have a tendency to want to add. So, uh, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do tomorrow, if anything, that's different, but I do know that that worked well for me this morning and, and that even on day three, uh, of the morning show, uh, I am feeling different. I feel different and I'm having a different experience. Um, and it's, and it's, um, much less unpleasant. So that's how I'm going to frame it. I'm having a much less unpleasant experience and I'm having a different experience holding the outcome in an open hand um, because I'm not trying to control the outcome here. I am focused on the practice. The practice is the point. All right. So um, I will check in with you again tomorrow. Hey there, I'm back. Uh, it's Thursday, June 22nd. That's when I'm recording this. So it's day four of the uh, morning show experiment. And I had quite an anxious morning, um, which I think is good. Not because I enjoyed it, because I, I'll tell you, I didn't. <laughs> but, you know, it's familiar. And also, um, you know, anytime we start something new or even when we've been doing a practice for quite some time, it's not going to be linear. We're going to have ups and downs and days when, you know, it goes, it feels good or it goes well, or it feels very productive. And we feel like maybe we're taking a step forward or that the practice is having an impact or it's getting more natural or, you know, things like that. Um, but also we're going to have days that are the opposite of, of those things that I just listed. So I did the same. I managed to just keep the same things in place. I didn't want to add anything or complicate anything like I talked about yesterday. So I did my same things where I did my deep breaths and I did the timed, uh, you know, version of whether I was going to fall back asleep or not. And if I didn't, you know, I went ahead and got up and, you know, I did all that stuff and I just was flooded with anxiety. I was just flooded with anxiety and it was, primarily in my body, um, maybe not so much in my thoughts, but when it's in my body. So remember that when you have strong sensations in your body, it's natural for humans to want to explain those um, so that we can do something about them. And so often our brains uh, tell us all kinds of stuff and 
think, well, if I can just solve this or figure this out, or why is this happening? Or where does this come from? Then I'll be able to make it go away. Now, since I know that, and I am aware um, of this practice that I'm working on, I didn't do that, thankfully. Um, I just noticed it and thought, hmm, well, this is interesting. I feel super anxious. Um, so, you know, I just uh, did my practice, centered the practice. I decided to take care of some important emails first because that is, I didn't want to be thinking about those, um, you know, as the morning was going on. And so I took care of those and then I went and did yoga. I could sort of feel that if I pushed myself toward my work tasks without maybe taking an additional step uh, to see if I could shift my body chemistry a bit, that I just might not have as much success with those tasks. And so I timed the yoga um, for when my mom goes, she goes line dancing. So by the way, I mentioned that my mom goes to the gym at 6.15 um, every morning, Monday through Thursday. And she also line dances a couple days a week. And uh, there's a show we did in March called um, Living Well at 80, where I interview my mom about all of her wonderful ways of living um, in her, in her uh, just entering her 80s. And so you might enjoy that if that's a, a topic that you're interested in. So I timed the yoga while she was at line dancing. So I, it was quiet. Um, I can do yoga pretty much no matter what's going on. That's part of the practice is to uh, just kind of block out or to um, ignore, I guess, whatever might be going on around you. And I'm, you know, I have a lot of practice with that, but uh, I kind of had a sense that I might need, you know, the the quiet of a yoga practice. And I found that as I was maybe midway, I did about an hour today and I found that I was uh, about midway through that I felt um, my body felt more calm and that the feelings and sensations that for me um, are indications of anxiety had um, left me. And then I came in and started my tasks. And I will say that um, as I've been working through them today, my focus has been um, good. I've been able to reason through um some resistance really. So for instance, a task popped up and, you know, it was, it needed some thought and, and I knew that it was going to be maybe a bit challenging. And I looked down at my task list and this is a reference to what I mentioned yesterday, where I talked about having overcorrected and left much of my structures and systems behind um, in favor of a more fluid approach. And so one of the things I did in terms of going back towards structure is I used to set up my task list based on the Covey quadrants. And I won't go into those because you can Google those and it'll pop right up for you. There's a ton of information about the Covey quadrants um, for doing task lists and to-dos and organizing things. And when I had my regular corporate job at a super busy job with um, lots of tasks and lots of responsibilities... I just really tried to make sure that I was mainly working in quadrant two, which is the um, important but not urgent, and that I was clearing quadrant one, which is urgent and important. Um, we don't want a ton of things in that quadrant one um, because most things are, you know, they're only urgent if we're sort of unaware of them and they pop up and they're a bit of a fire that needs to be 
handled, or we might have created the urgency uh, by not taking care of them. And so, you know, I'm paying attention to whether I'm creating urgency um, unnecessarily, and also whether there are things sitting in that column that are things we would maybe refer to as, um, you know, possibly life-changing. Uh, so I've been, I've been doing that a bit differently and that's been very helpful. So again, um, leverage your skills, leverage your top skills, um, and make them work for you, um, and find a way to enjoy them. Uh, cause again, I sort of rejected them a bit and now I'm easing back in and enjoying a great many things that I know how to do, uh, that are going to help me, uh, particularly with my work tasks and, I have some things going on with um, some real estate that I still own and I'm hoping to sell and I need some, uh, you know, some preventive health care that requires some travel. And so I have a variety of tasks and logistics and things like that going on that do benefit from um, good organization and, and logic and clear thinking and uh, having a system in place. Um, and then lastly, the other thing that I realized as I was uh, preparing to talk with you today, and I had reflected on this a couple of days ago, but forgot to tell you, you are my accountability partners for this particular practice. And, um, you know, if you, if you're trying to do something new, um, I would suggest having some type of accountability partner. You might be working with an app that has that built into it. You might have a friend that's doing something similar to you. You might have a coach um, that you can text or communicate with, um, or maybe you use some other system that holds you accountable to yourself um, for this because it's uh, been a longstanding challenge of mine. And I'm really, <laughs> I'm really desiring uh, to experience something different and to stick with this practice. I'm finding it quite helpful uh, to have you to check in with. So, okay. So that's it for today. And um, I'm going to check in one last time uh, tomorrow, which will be Friday. Um, and I'm happy that this practice is kind of a little bit of a roller coaster so that I can share with you and demonstrate to you that it's not, it's not really meant to be linear. It's not always meant to go the way we maybe hope it goes. And, and to always remember that the practice is the point, um, that the outcome is not the point, that we don't actually know the outcome. We're not really in control of the outcome, even when we think we are, that the practice is the point and that we can enjoy the practice uh, sometimes and that we can um, enjoy the not knowing, uh, kind of the mystery and the adventure of what we might find if we stay in the tunnel, stay in the tunnel and don't make a U-turn. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey there. It is uh, Friday, the 23rd, and um, it's day five of the morning show. Okay. So uh, quickly, uh, I just stuck with my practice that I've already shared with you, and I used it this morning. I uh, went back to sleep. Uh, had a good sleep, ultimately. Had a good sleep last night. Um, woke up, and here's what happened. Um, I, I was in almost like a dream state, um, or a partial dream state. And I had a thought, I don't remember what the dream was or the dream state. And I don't remember what the thought was. I only remember the nature of it and how it felt in my body. And ultimately the thought was, this is wrong. <laughs> it was a thought that told me 
that whatever it was that was going on in my brain in that dream state was not okay. This is not the right thought. This is not the right thing to have in your mind. And um, that then triggered a flooding of anxiety in my body. So that's what I noticed this morning. Um, I did get right up at that point. You know, I used my same practice and then I could tell that that was, <laughs> that was about all that was going to happen. Uh, because once I'm flooded like that, it's, uh, you know, sometimes I can breathe it, uh, breathe it away, I guess I would say, but um, probably not this morning and it was time to get up anyway. Okay. So um, here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned from this practice. So first of all, um, had I been focused on the outcome and holding that outcome specifically, like, I don't want to feel this way in the morning. I want to feel that way. I don't want to have anxiety in the morning. I, I want to have no anxiety. I want to feel completely relaxed. I want, you know, all that, right? So had I been holding that, this would all feel like a tremendous failure and I would probably quit, but that's not what I'm holding. I'm actually just holding the practice itself. And although I'm having the experience I'm having with this, this particular practice in terms of what I feel like in the morning, I've noticed some other things this week. And that is that my writing practice, um, which I had made a new commitment to with an accountability partner the week prior, um, has been great. Um, it has improved in terms of its regularity and its productiveness and what I've been able to, to write. Um, my movement practice in terms of my walking and my yoga, again, that has been much more fluid. And I have been doing my movement practice earlier in the day because I can sense that that's what's needed. And then that has a positive impact on my writing practice as well as my business um, practices. So sometimes I have some resistance related to those, depending upon what they are. The ones that make me uncomfortable, um, I sometimes have some resistance to. And I've realized that in this sort of different mindset, um, I don't have as much resistance. And when I do, I kind of take a look at the task and I have a conversation with myself about why I'm resisting. And then I apply, um, you know, kind of a measure of its importance. Um, is this quadrant two? Is this a planning activity, an investment activity, something that's important but doesn't have a deadline? Or is this actually um, something that's important and does have a deadline or it's so important that it could have a really substantial impact on me and my life, um, either negative or positive. And then I push through instead of kind of scooting it off and uh, you know wanting to shrink away from it. I go ahead and uh, move through it. Um, so I've noticed that. I've noticed that, um, you know, I'm a pretty mindful eater in general, but I've noticed that my, my mindful eating has again been more, um, sort of peaceful and fluid. And I've been able to hear my body and notice my body. Um, my hydration has been better, which I talk about quite a bit. And I always ask my clients about it because it's something that's, um, simple that has a great impact. Um, so if we don't get enough water, we tend to not feel well. And when we get plenty of water, it can just um, change a lot of things about your body and your digestion and your mood and your sleep and all that stuff. So, so I guess my, um, you know, I'm, I'm walking away from this first five days of, of this new practice 
you know, not having, you know, magically different experiences in the morning, but focusing on the practice and doing that right away, right away when I wake up in the morning, even before I've opened my eyes is having an interesting impact on all the other practices um, that are important to me. And it's having an interesting impact on my sense of curiosity, I would say, and optimism and my commitment to the practice, which might sound funny because you think you might be thinking, hmm, so she still got flooded with anxiety this morning, but she's, she's committed to the practice. Yes, she is because of all these other um, kind of interesting outcomes that I've experienced. So that's, I think that's my key message here uh, with this experiment is to stick with it, make adjustments if you need to, but ultimately do stick with it because we never really know what kind of outcome we're going to experience if we focus on the practice, make the practice the point um, and center ourselves in that. Okay. So um, that's about all we have time for. Um, if you've made it till the end of this experiment, thank you. Uh, thank you for being my accountability partner in this. Um, I hope that I've been able to sprinkle it with enough little um, suggestions and tools and strategies and realizations that you found something helpful. Um, again, I love making the show and it's been fun to get to talk to you every day, even though you're all hearing it um, all at the same time. Lastly, I, I launched my free Facebook group. It's called um, From Self-Criticism to Self-Acceptance. Um, so just log into Facebook and search for From Self-Criticism to Self-Acceptance. Um, I would love to have you in the group. It is all things silencing the inner critic, accepting ourselves unconditionally and freedom. And we're going to have some fun chats and material and Q&A and some lives and all kinds of fun stuff. All right. So I hope to see you there. Uh, love yourself, free yourself, be yourself and dance your own tango. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope we have helped you learn to love yourself unconditionally and accept and celebrate everything that makes you, you. Tune in next Wednesday for another episode. And in the meantime, dance your own tango.